Well, hey, everybody. We had uh, some glitches this morning in the service and uh, didn't get everything all recorded. So I'm going to redo things here this evening and put this online for the uh, message for today. And so we're looking at uh, John chapter eight, picking up where we left off a couple of weeks ago in the series in John. And so go ahead and turn there if you would, John chapter eight, and beginning in verse 12, John eight, verse 12, where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And this is one of those scriptures that is just absolutely uh, wonderful to illustrate what personal devotions are all about. You know, that quiet time that you and I have when we lock ourselves in with the Lord for a little bit of time uh, each day. Uh, because this statement of Jesus is absolutely pregnant. And I, I remember the first time I heard that uh, phrase uh, referring to the Bible. This verse, this passage is just pregnant with meaning. And, and that's, that's a great illustration because there's just so much in there that is waiting to be birthed. Um, if we just gloss over this passage, we might say, okay, well, Jesus is the light of the world, and I'm glad that I saw the light, and I'm a Christian, and we just read it and move on, right? But there is so much more here in this verse that can bless our lives, that can uh, strengthen our faith, that can give us uh, stuff that we need to make it through life during the tough times and stand strong. So let's go through here and let's slow down a bit like we want to do in our private time with the Lord. And let's really take this verse apart and see what the Lord would tell us. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. What does that really mean? You know, one of the best ways that you and I learn and grow is to ask questions, right? And this is the thing that I encourage for people to do in their private time, in their devotional time, is ask questions. Did you know that the Bible was designed to be interactive? The scripture says, that uh, the things of God are spiritually discerned. They're spiritually discerned. In other words, the Bible is not a book that you and I open up and, and try to grasp all of its meaning with our intellect. The Bible is made to be interactive between us and God. We come to the word of God. And we open it and we even ask God beforehand, Lord, speak to me, teach me, show me truth. And the spirit of God reveals truth to our hearts as we read, as we meditate on the word, as we mull it over in our minds, as we ask questions. We do so um, in our heart connected to God, who is spirit. And as we're talking to him and asking him questions, he can reveal truth to us. It is made to be an inner 
active experience. I have people I've heard through the years say all the time, well, I can't understand the Bible. Well, that's because I believe people are looking at that cerebrally. They're trying to grasp that meaning with their intellect instead of coming with an open heart and saying, Lord, speak to me. And he will do that. He will do that. So getting back to our verse here, what does it mean that Jesus is the light? Well, as we think about that, the question comes back to us, doesn't it? Well, what do you know about light? Right? What do you know about light? What does it do? Well, light allows us to see, doesn't it? Allows us to uh, perceive things that uh, we, we didn't know were there. I, as, as we're sitting there, you know, in our time with the Lord, you, you might imagine yourself deep in the woods, right? And it's dark, uh, maybe nighttime, right? And what are we doing? We're stumbling around in the dark. We're trying to find our way back home or whatever. We're tripping over stuff. We're getting hit in the face with branches. We're, you know, all this kind of thing. If there's other people around, we're, we're bumping into each other, knocking each other over, right? That's what it means to walk in darkness. But uh, all of a sudden, you know, as we're, we're getting that mental picture in our mind, it's like, wait a minute. That sounds a lot like life, doesn't it? Here we are in life, and sometimes we can't see the path. Sometimes we don't know the right way to go. Sometimes we bump into each other and knock other people over, right? See how this thing is starting to grow already? Even as we're, we're contemplating and thinking and asking questions. And into that, Jesus comes and says, okay, I am the light of the world. I've come to help. I've come to shine a light here in the middle of this dark woods, right? To show you the path, to show you the dangers, the trip hazards, the branches, right? I've come to show you so that you can walk together and not be bumping into each other and that everybody then can find their way back home. That's what Jesus has come to do. He's the light. And notice that he says he is the light. Amazing, right? Just that little itty bitty word. But how important is that? He is the light. He's not just a light. He's not just one of many voices out there to shed light on what life is about. He is the light the source of knowledge leading to truth. And, and so there comes the next question. Well, how can that really be? Have you ever had somebody ask you, how do you know that your religion is right? Right? That's a, that's a perfectly good question. So we think about that. What does it mean that Jesus is the light? And all of a sudden we might be thinking, wait a minute. Didn't he say, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? So uh, I say, well, where, where's that? So we go over to John 14, 6, and we read that. And as we do, 
this is another great thing about our devotion time, because as we're doing, as we're asking questions, as we're mulling things over, the Holy Spirit brings back to our remembrance other scriptures. And like puzzle pieces, they start fitting together. And this image, this big image begins to emerge. This revelation of truth, right? We begin to see it more and more and more. So. That's what the Lord does. Um, so Jesus is the light. He is, um, wait a minute, lost my place here. <laughs> so, so how can that be? How do you and I, um, how, how do we know generally what to believe? How do we know generally what is the truth what is right well we go back to the source don't we right if we want to know uh, what was said we ask the person that said it if we really want to know what was written we go to the person the author right of the book um if we really know want to know what happened in a certain situation we ask somebody who was actually there isn't that how we determine it and then it clicks Jesus was there, right? We read that in the beginning of John when we started this. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And the word then became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Yes, he was there. He was there at creation. Everything was made through him. He was part of the design, part of the whole creation process, part of the planning of what this world would be and what human beings would be. And, and what we were made for and what life is all about. He was the source of all of that, right? So then what did he do? In order to even more effectively communicate with us, he wraps himself in human flesh and lives among us. And by the things he says and by the things he does, he communicates truth to us. So. Out of any voice that's ever spoken on the earth, his is the purest, his is the highest, his is the last word on the subject. Why? Because he is the source. He created it. He knows what it's all about. There's nobody that knows more than him. No prophet, no person, no nobody, right? He is the authority on the subject. So as we look at that, we say, I get it. I get it. Jesus is the light. He has shown us about life. He's shown us the truth. And as long as I follow him, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Say that. <laughs> I'm going to be all right. You know, don't we need that in our day and our time when there is so much hectic and so much chaos and so much, you know, going on? Isn't it great to be able to say in your heart, 
I'm going to be okay because I'm going to listen to Jesus, right? We need that. And so that is what um, this whole thing called personal devotions is all about, spending time with God and being able to walk away with something tangible, walk away with something we can carry into our day. I mean, look of at everything that's happened, okay? We, we, we've just read about a half a scripture, right? We, we get this revelation. I'm going to be all right. All I have to do is follow Jesus. He's, he's, he's the source. He's the, um, the creator. And we begin to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for coming. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for helping me to understand the truth. Thank you for being the truth. And all of a sudden, our little time of Bible reading becomes a time of personal worship as we exalt Jesus, as we thank him and praise him for who he is and what he's done in our lives. And maybe even as we're doing that, right, thanking him, now we're thinking about our friends and our family members, our loved ones who don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. And so we begin to pray for them. We begin to bring them before uh, his throne of grace, intercede on their behalf, right? So this little Bible reading has turned now into some prayer time before the Lord. You see how it works? Now, I'm not saying that... um, Every day, absolutely every day, there is this just grand explosion. I can tell you from personal experience of many, 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 many years of, of, of having personal devotion time with the Lord and locking myself in with him. There are days that I walk away just absolutely filled to the brim and full of joy and revelation and things that I want to share with, with Kathleen and, and other people and say, hey, I, I figured this out and I learned this and all this kind of thing. And I, I believe God spoke this to my heart. And I, and I talk to other pastors and say, hey, what about this? What about this? And it's just all of this life you know, that comes to me. And there have been other times, and I would say few times, but there are other times, honestly, that I have gotten up and say, well, at least, at least I did it today. I, I want to be honest with you because we, we need to be honest. Let, lest you open your Bible some morning and say, OK, I'm supposed to get firecrackers and warm fuzzies and, and, and all this kind of stuff. I didn't get it today. I must be a failure. I'm not going to go back tomorrow. No, don't ever do that because I can tell you from personal experience that even in those times that I have done that, that I have seemingly gotten nothing <laughs> or, or felt very little out of my personal devotion time, later that day, all of a sudden, something comes back that I read, something that I needed for that day. Or later that day, just because I opened my heart, just because I spent time in the presence of the Lord, I'm ministering in some situation or I need wisdom in some situation and boom, there it is. God shows up. Why? Because I have sown into my spirit, uh, his truth, his life, um, his presence. And so I will tell you that it, it is time that is never, ever wasted. But there's also been lots of times where it's like, 
oh my goodness, it's been 35 minutes. I got to, I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm just getting started in something, you know, it's starting to take shape. It's like, I don't want to quit now, right? Because it can do that. And it's done that a number of times. And sometimes I'm really glad I'm a pastor and I don't have an appointment. And I, yeah, I got to, I want to finish this. I want God to speak to me, you know, in this situation. But it also can spur us on to come back the next day and dig back into the scripture and say, God, what are you showing me here? What are you teaching me here? And uh, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I mean, look at just from that simple half a verse. Look what all happened. Number one, we have really spent time with God. We didn't just have a little prayer. We didn't just read a little scripture and then say, God, okay, here's my list. Bless so-and-so, 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 and help me with this and this and this and this and, and go, right? No, we walk away knowing that we've spent time in the presence of God. Why? We've interacted with him. He's spoken to us, right? That's number one. Number two, we've recognized again something that we need to keep uh, reminding ourselves that Jesus Christ is who he said he is. He is God in the flesh. He is creator. He is savior, right? That he is um, uh, the highest authority, that source of truth. And so what happens? Our faith begins to rise up and it begins to, to, to grow stronger, Right. Believe Jesus is who he says he is. He is the source. He's the authority. I'm, the, I'm on the right track. Right. Our faith grows as a result. Uh, number three, uh, we, we've recognized that Jesus came to show us the way, the real truth about life. And so what it, we're, we're spurred on to keep learning, to keep growing, to keep understanding so that we can have more and more of that light in our life. Uh, next, we've been filled with gratitude, right? That somehow in all of this, God speaks to us. God shares truth with us. We have a relationship with God and, and we're on the right track and, and praise begins to, to well up in our heart and joy begins to well up in my And we've worshiped him in spirit and in truth. Okay. Uh, then what? We've been burdened for the lost, for the lives of others that don't know him. We begin to intercede. So again, not just a little bit of Bible reading, but there's there's worship, there's faith building, there's intercession for other people. Uh, we're strengthened in our resolve to listen to Jesus, to get back into that word and to learn more. Right. And when all is said and done, we say, I'm going to make it. I'm on the right track. And we can take that sense of security and peace and confidence and walk out into our day. And I'm telling you what, that's better than coffee. <laughs> that's better than coffee to start our day, right? Now, it might be a good idea to have that cup of coffee there. Uh, so that you don't fall back asleep before you get into things. That's, uh, that can happen depending upon what time you get up in the morning. But seriously, 
imagine taking all of that and walking into your day with confidence, peace, joy, and that song in your heart, exalting the Lord as you go. Amen? So let me encourage you. God saved us not to just take us to heaven someday. That's going to happen. But God saved us for relationship. And part of that relationship is discipleship, is sitting at his feet, learning, having that interaction, having him reveal truth to our hearts. And it's not just the pastor. It's not just the elders, the deacons, right? It's not just the evangelists. It's not the uh, just certain people. It's everyone that Jesus calls into that relationship. And we can have it with him because that's who he is. Amen? Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord that it's not just a book, that we can actually interact with you through it. And we ask you, Lord, to draw us. We ask you, Lord, to remind us in the morning that you're sitting there waiting for us in that secret place and that we, Lord, can come and expect to find you there ready to share your bounty with us. Thank you for that, Lord. Praise you, God, that you have chosen us to be in this relationship with you. Oh, Lord, we just ask your grace, each and every family, each and every uh, one that's listening and their families, Lord, and uh, pray that as you do teach and, and reveal truth to us, Lord, that we will see the effects of that, not only in our lives, but in the lives of those that we're privileged to share with. Thank you. I give you the glory and the honor, Lord. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great, great, great day. Take care.